Thank you, Deb, and thank you, Dan, for, for leading us in worship. It's lovely when we can worship because we're led into that place. I don't, what Deb said, I don't know how, you, how you've been in the week. Some of us might have been troubled or anything, but you can come into that place and we haven't got to pick it up on the way out either. We can actually give it to God. We can give our concerns, our fears, our worries, or whatever's going on to God. I always think of, you remember Pilgrim's Progress? When he got to the cross, he'd, got, he'd been carrying this big bundle on his back. And then Jesus said to him, well, lay it down. And he said, I didn't know I could, because he thought it belonged to him. He thought it was a growth on him. And sometimes we can carry things around and we think, well, I've got to carry I'll always be the same. I'll always be like this. Well, no, that's not so. And this morning we can get to that place, we can come to that place where we can... Thank you very much, David. I can see you all now, lovely. And uh, we, come, we can come to that place naturally. The songs that we've sang and the things that we've spoke about, we serve a generous God and that's what we're going to be talking about, generosity. But we serve a very, very generous God. He's so generous that he sent his only son. Knowing what was going to happen to him, knowing what people would do to him, knowing everything, he sent him. That we might have eternal life, that we might have our sins forgiven. The greatest gift man has ever received. You go through the shops at the moment and everywhere you're looking is Christmas presents. Everything. Next month will be Easter eggs out. You know, but it's... <coughs> Did you see that funny little joke on Facebook? I thought it was really funny. Someone from church put in it and said, my children laugh at me because I'm getting old. They don't think I know anything. Well, they won't be laughing so much when they haven't got no Easter eggs under the uh, bonfire. <laughs> But the greatest gift, going in there, the greatest gift is Jesus. And he is a generous, generous God. A generous God. God so loved the world. The world he made, the world that we've messed up, he still loves the world so much that he sent his precious son to be our Lord and our Saviour, Jesus Christ who always taught us by example, he gave everything. He gave himself. We're looking at generosity, and I, I think of a hymn, um, Take my silver and my gold, not a mite would I behold. Well, the lady across the road to me, she was an elderly lady, she refused to sing that. She said, because God might just take me at my word. And I thought about that. Am I prepared? No, I'm not, to be really honest. Take my silver and my gold, not a mite would I withhold. Nothing. Sometimes we have to be careful what comes out of our mouth because God takes it at our word. Generosity. Okay, let's just look at the little bit of that verse that we're looking at. The gift of generosity. But you could be thinking, but we are a generous church. I'm generous. Look at all what we do. Why are we going to have to speak about that? Well, that's very true. We can look at being generous as giving money. 
That's very true. But again, I could think, well, I'm generous. I give my tithes, I give my offerings, I do this and do that. But it's not about being kind or being in the natural generous because there's lots of non-Christians that are very generous in this world. It's about the gift from the Holy Spirit of generosity. It's a gift. And we're not all called to have the same gift. A father was teaching his son about giving and he said to his little boy, you know, I want to bring you up to know how to give to God, what what belongs to God. What is his is his. You must always know that as a principle. And on his pocket money day, his father said to him, well, did you think about what I said? He said, oh yes. He said, I went in my bedroom and I threw all my pocket money up in the air and I said, God, you take what you want and what's down on the floor is mine. (laughs) The gift of generosity is not only money, but it is a big part. And that's something that sometimes we don't like talking about money, but it is a big part. It says, contribute, give to others, to give generously. It could be my time. That is something that sometimes people don't give very well. I've got a daughter who I absolutely love to to bits, but her favourite words to me is, I'm busy, I haven't got time to talk. I haven't got time, I'm too busy. Give generously can even be giving my time to stop and talk to someone. The food bank, I remember having some tin of baked beans that I'd won at Slimming World that I didn't like, I don't like them. So I put them in the food bank. That was not me being generous. That was not me being generous. Kind. Could could have sold them, couldn't I? It's kind. But the gift of generosity goes up and above giving. It is something more. It is sacrificial. And it's a gift from God. I know someone in our church who used to go into Billericay to feed two homeless men. And I know she cared about them. She worried about them. She gave generously. But she also done it because she loved the unlovely I've been really blessed and been on the receiving side of kindness and generosity and I'm sure you have too it's lovely to be be able to receive as well as to give I've met people out of their nothing given Jesus saw that didn't he with the woman with just a very little mite, he saw she gave out of her nothing. And I've seen it. I've, I've seen generosity when I've been in India that has blown, blown us away. We're out of their nothing. They give. We've been in a church where there's, there's no money and the only thing the pastor will have is a tin, just a, an empty tin filled with dried rice that someone will bring up and put in front of him. Sometimes it'll have an egg in it. 
out of their nothing um, Ian in, in Africa. So many gifts given to him. A man took his tie off and gave it to Ian. Now it's horrible. And Ian would never wear it. And I said, oh, shall I, what shall I do with this? He said, I'll never part with it. This man took his tie off and gave it to Ian. That's all he had. That's a gift of generosity. But it hasn't got to be, I'm, I can't be generous. I haven't got money. I haven't got a big bank balance. I haven't got, we have. And God is saying, the gift of generosity, the gift of generosity is up and above more than what we think we've got. When Ian and I, well, especially Ian, when he, he goes on the mission field, is the postman. Is the postman of your generosity. He's taken caseloads full of paracetamols, multivitamins, toys for the orphans, money to buy him sweets and clothes. But it hasn't always got to be for the poor like that. I remember many years ago I had a friend and she said, oh, I didn't know what to get this year. There was just her and her cousin and a friend coming for dinner on Christmas. She said, I didn't know what to get, a turkey or a chicken, so I got both. And then a very short while after she said to me, would you pray for my neighbour? Their husband's in prison and they've got no money and they've got no food. No, I can't pray. Can't you see you're the answer? But I never had the guts to say it. You know, sometimes we don't need to pray for something that we're actually the answer. When Ian um, was um, just first went for an interview to be uh, to go in the ministry, he had to go and preach. And that the pastor, if I got it right, when the pastor there spoke about, he went into a Bible study, and he said, "Right, is there any prayer requests?" And someone just said, yeah, could we, could we pray for, for, you know, Mrs. So-and-so, she needs to be taken to the hospital on Wednesday. Can we pray? And he went, who can take her? I will. Right, that's done. You know, can we pray for such and such? You know, they, that they need help with their shopping. Not, well, can someone do their shopping? Right, that's fine. We didn't need to pray because the answer was, was there. Paul tells us in his letter, these gifts are to strengthen and build up the body of Christ. David read read about us being the body of Christ. Well, you might think, well, oh, I'm I'm just a big toe, I'm I'm nothing. Cut it off and you'll know how important it is for your balance and everything else. There's not a bit of the body that is not important. None of it. We're not all the mouth, we're not all the hands, Sometimes there's something hidden away that people don't know about. Jill gave us last week, and she's doing it this week, the opportunity to be generous next week. We saw things that are awful. We see it on the news. We see terrible things. Do I turn it off and think, well, I tithe. I I, I give to tear fund. I do my bit. God's not looking for us to do our bit. He is giving... People, not everyone, the spiritual gift of generosity, which is up and above doing my bit. Doing my bit is right. It's right and it's honourable and it's good that I tithe and I give offerings. But there's 
those opportunities where God will say, I want you to give generously. Quietly. Not standing up and telling everyone what you've done. I've got an opportunity to buy a bit of cake for a pound. Things could whirl round our mind. I ain't paying a pound for a bit of cake. Or I could think, I'll pay five pounds for a bit of cake because I know what's going to happen to that money. So going back to, to verse 8, it is a spiritual gift that we're looking at. Generosity. So I've just got four little points for us to look at. Number one, God is looking for a willing heart. He don't beg us. You put the God channel on sometimes and they're begging. Send money for this. And you know, it breaks my heart because you never hear God begging. And I've got a very placid husband, but he does get cross on one thing. And if he could go out of a sledgehammer, he would at night, and not down, um, what do you call them, Ian? Thermometers outside a church. We need, and it really upsets Ian, because the church should be the one that's generous and giving, not having a thing outside saying we need money for a new roof. It's looking for a willing heart. It's looking for the person that's going to see the needs of others. When Ian was first called to Romania, and that was many, many years ago, it was because we'd gone to uh, a weekend away where Derek Prince was preaching and he spoke on James 1, 27, to care for orphans and widows and their distress and willingness to put aside our own agendas. The church was full every Saturday with clothes, beautiful clothes, because we took lorries out. Do you remember when we were taking lorries out to Romania? And Ian, and a few times, well, I don't know how many times, but it was the start of taking things. And we'd have things that had been taken to the dry cleaners, beautiful suits that had been taken to the dry cleaners. We had something with an envelope. Ian reminded me yesterday, a lady had put an old age pension, had put 50p in to be able to give to a child or something. Generosity breeds generosity. Someone else might not have thought, oh, we can go to Romania. But when that happened, all of a sudden, the village, Ingerston village, Saturday morning, I'm not kidding you, you couldn't walk in if you saw the amount of clothes that we were sorting. Equally, I had a lovely man. He was a, he was a gentleman. He wore a hat and he'd walk past you and tilt his hat. What a lovely man he was. And he knocked on my door and he said, um, I understand you're collecting from Romania. And I said, yes. He said, I've got a little bag here with socks in, Wolseley socks. They're very good. They only need darning. That's the truth. They only need darning. He gave me his holy socks. That was not generosity. He was kind. Ish. <laughs> Perhaps not. <laughs> but can you see the difference? So God is looking. He will not give you a gift if it's not going to be used. 
something happened to me a little while ago and I never even told Ian this but I'm always praying for more faith Lord would you give me the gift of faith would you give me the gift of faith would you give me the gift of faith and I was praying once and God said to me but you're not using the faith I've given you he's looking for willingness to give that spirit of generosity to And in what David read, it says in that last verse, and give cheerfully, not begrudgingly, not well, I suppose, or better, to. We're blessed when we give. Now, this is not prosperity teaching by any means. Give and God's going to give you loads more. Put your faith seed in here and this is what God's going to do for you. That is not what I'm talking about. But it is the word of God. In Luke 6 verse 36 he says it will be given, pressed down, running over. Your aprons filled, he will. But I don't know what sort of way he's going to bless. It doesn't matter. I mean, some of the things that we've seen and heard, you know, in the prosperity, give and your mortgage will be paid up. Truly, I've heard this, haven't we, Ian? It's rubbish, it's wrong. It's not what God says, but he will bless us. I mean, I, I don't know sometimes when I look around my own home when Ian was a pastor and he'd given up his full-time job to be a pastor and what he got. I don't know how we, we got all the lovely things we did. You think, wow. It was absolutely a blessing from God. God will always bless those who bless others. He will always do that because that's what his word said. He will bless a generous heart. I've got a little um, postcard thing and it's got two fists or hands. One hand's open and the other one's closed. And it's speaking of if you've got a closed fist... I'm not going to give, you also can't receive. If you've got an open hand to give, you've got an open hand to receive as well. So God is looking for a willing heart. And he's looking also to bless the giver. Number three, Matthew 10 verse 8 said, God loves a cheerful giver. Now, again, I'm going to go back on the mission field. When I went to Africa with Ian, when the, the uh, offertory is taken, when it's a part of the worship, and the ladies come up dancing, baskets on their head, throwing their money in, the men will take a chair up and swell. Now, I could imagine you doing that after I saw you dancing. I could see you dancing up and throwing a chair above because I saw you dancing at Bernard's do. Mick Jagger's got nothing on this guy. I tell you, I saw it. So perhaps I could imagine you doing that. But Margaret, I'm not sure whether you'd have put a basket on your head and danced around. But he still calls us to be cheerful givers. And sometimes, I think in a way, a little bit has been taken away by us putting standing orders in, really. You know? There was something nice and good about being able to just give out. He likes a cheerful giver, not begrudgingly, not 
oh, I'll work everything out and I'll give God, yes, that's my tithe, yes. No. Do you know what? God asks for a tenth and gives us 90%. How much more if we can just keep give cheerfully to the work of the Lord? And as I said, it doesn't necessarily mean money, although it is a big part of money, but it is our time. It is our home. You know, God don't care what car you drive, but he cares who you've got sitting in the car with you. He doesn't care what food you cook, but he loves it when you go and share it with someone. Generosity is, when we do it cheerfully, is a gift from God. Part of worship. The chairs were put out when I arrived. Someone done it. And I'm sure they done it cheerfully. Even perhaps praying over each chair for the person that's going to sit on it. What a lovely privilege you've got to be a cheerful giver putting chairs out. Someone's going to make me a cup of coffee. And then wash up after me. We can either do it begrudgingly, or it's not me again, is it? I've done it last week, I'll do it again. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, we can do it because I want to. I want to do it cheerfully. I want to bless that person. I want to give them the best cup of coffee they can have. And yeah, give the very best. A cheerful giver. Number four. And probably the most important, generosity must be motivated by love. No good me giving if I don't love. Because God is love. And everything we do, every gift we have, whether it's prophetic, whether it's laying hands on someone to be healed, if I don't love that person, it's it's pointless. How can I lay hands on someone and ask the Lord to bless them or heal them if I don't like them? It's a nonsense. And equally, the same with generosity. God said, I must love, love the body of Christ. And if I love them so much, I will give spirit, you know. So if I give without love, if Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 3, you know it, if I give... Even if my body burned, no matter what, but I have not love, armour, clanging gone. I'm nothing. God's not interested in that. So you know what? He doesn't actually need it. But he enjoys, he loves us being a part of his work. He owns how many cattle? And yet he chooses us to be generous. He chooses to put his Holy Spirit within us to be generous. I'm very generous with my husband's things. When we was in India, we went to what they call uh, the rat catchers. It was not a nice place. Have you been there, Ken, to the rat catchers? And uh, to earn their money, they go out on the paddy fields and uh, catch rats. And if they're hungry, they will eat rats. And when we went there, the, the pastor there is so lovely. He's so humble. But they've got nothing. So while we were there, I took Ian's watch off. I said, give us your watch. And I gave it to this pastor. So I'm very good at giving Ian's things away. Very generous like that. But he was generous. He never said, no, that's my watch. He allowed me to. The same as when Pastor Simplice came. 
he brought an empty case. So I opened Ian's wardrobe while Ian wasn't there. I said, help yourself. <laughs> so he did. And Ian was, again. So I'm very good at giving away other people's things. Being generous. Having a generous heart. But doing it in love. When we buy a cake next week, be reminded of what we saw and to be able to love and have compassion for these people that are without real love. God calls us to be generous all the time. But he also calls some of us to have the gift of generosity. The gift of generosity And that is given, what I read, outrageously. And it doesn't mean I've got to be rich. It doesn't mean I've got... It, he might choose the, the poorest to give outrageously. To give. To really give. The gift of generosity is equal to all the other gifts that's in the Bible. All of them. And in fact, the other gifts we can give generously. Do you understand what I mean? We can give another gift that God has given us, but we can give it generously. Can someone read for me 1 Corinthians 9, 6 to 8? That's prosperity teaching. That's the truth. That's God. That's our generous God. That's the wonder of a generous God. We actually can forfeit blessings and everything by not being generous. Ian will tell you I found it really, really difficult preparing this because I felt I was talking to generous people. I felt I was talking to kind people and I thought, how can I put this word over? But I had to be reminded it is the spirit gift of generosity. We're all called to be generous, we're all called to be kind, but some of us are called to have the gift of generosity. And then I can sing, take my silver and my gold, nothing from you I will hold. not an easy word to take in, is it? It's not an easy one. But it's the word of God spoken to me. Let's be generous. And let's ask God, have I got the gift of generosity? Amen. Father God, I want to thank you that you never just set us a lot of rules. You showed us how to be generous. You showed us how to live. You gave everything that we might have. Help us, Lord God, 
to be more like you, to truly love as you love. Help us to be filled with your Holy Spirit that we might hear what gift it is you want us to have. Someone, it might be, to go abroad and minister. Someone else, it might be to finance them. Whatever it is, we are the body of Christ. We're not individuals. Ian spoke last week about we're not chips. We're mashed potatoes. God wants us to be a body, to love one another, to build each other up, to encourage one another, and to be generous to those in need. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you that you've given us the ability to be able to do this because of your Holy Spirit. And I do pray, Lord God, that you will bless every person here today with your generous love. Amen. Thank you.